the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to studying God's Word, more often than not, we find our culture diametrically opposed to all that God has to offer in His Word. So when it comes time to study God's Word, to find out what God has in store for us as His children, we first must come to the clear, distinct conclusion that the Word of God is indeed authoritative, inerrant, without error, full of truth. Once we arrive, then we can seriously understand what God's design for us is. As we begin here on Study Verse by Verse, a journey through Genesis, we first need to understand that God's Word is inerrant. So that's what today's program is about. Join Pastor Leighton Sheely as we explore the truth and certainty of God's Word. Here's Pastor Leighton. As we're reading through Genesis, we're reading the Bible, and the Bible is going to conflict with some of the popular things this present culture believes. And we're going to have to go into the Bible making a decision. It's either the Word of God or it's not. If it's just a fairy tale, why, why invest the time? You're saying, well, pastor, what do you mean conflict? What, what are you talking about conflicts? Well, let me give you an example. First five words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created. Right there, we have a problem because there is this theory that's being taught as though it was fact of evolution, that we didn't, we weren't created. We just simply evolved from some primordial soup. And so uh, it's important for us uh, to, to refresh ourselves on what we believe and why we believe it, that we believe that it really is the Word of God. Can this Word, can this Bible, can these scriptures really be trusted? Are they really the Word of God. And by the way, on this matter of evolution, that's one of the reasons why we invited ICR months ago to come. And I don't want you to miss it because these are scientists who can explain things in layman's language that goes on beyond what I'm able to do in 30 minutes or whatever it is on a Sunday morning. And you're able to Q&A with them and get the answers you need because our people, our families, our children need to be equipped to identify lies when they're being told lies. And so I want to make sure that I, I underscore and encourage you to make that a priority uh, when ICR is here with us. Can we really trust the Word of God? Well, there's other reasons as well why we should uh, pay attention to this. For instance, uh, George Barna, in one of his studies, uh, it indicated that more than half of Americans who identify themselves as Christians do not believe the Bible is infallible. That means they believe that there's mistakes in the Bible. And only one quarter of those who are Americans who identify as Christians believe that the Bible is the actual Word of God. And then the the studies also indicate a clear pattern that the younger a person is, the less likely they are to read the Bible. And so because people don't read the Bible as much or as intentionally as they should, their worldview, their paradigm on the world is warped and formed and influenced by culture and other unbiblical sources instead of the Bible. 
One study found that less than 10%, 9% of born-again Christians in America have a biblical perspective on life. Only one out of 10 people who call themselves Christians actually look at life and this world as a Christian should. So you might ask, and it's a good question, what then is a biblical worldview? And the answer is a biblical worldview is defined as believing that absolute moral truth exists, that such truth is defined by the Bible, a firm belief in six biblical views, which are God is all-powerful and all-knowing creator of the universe, and that he still rules it today, that salvation is a gift of God and cannot be earned, that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life, that Satan is real, that a Christian has a responsibility to share their faith with others, and that the Bible is accurate in all of its teachings. And according to studies, most self-proclaimed Christians in America don't have a biblical worldview. This underscores the importance of each of us as individuals to on a daily basis be studying and reading the Bible for ourselves. Because if we don't, we're going to be continually conditioned by our environment and culture to believe things such as Jesus was not truly sinless and therefore he really wasn't who he claimed to be. One study indicated 61% of people who identify as Christians, that's more than half, don't believe that Jesus was sinless. Which is, it not only is contrary to Scripture, which says very clearly that he was, it's even contrary to logic. Follow this. If Jesus was not sinless, that, he would, make, that would make him a sinner. And if he was a sinner, then he would need a Savior. And if he needed a Savior, he could not be the Savior. I mean, you just follow it logically. It doesn't make any sense. In addition to the fact that it contradicts what Scripture clearly teaches, and yet 61% of Americans who call themselves Christians have believed that lie. And this one, God is an absentee landlord at best, and he really isn't interested in what's going on here or with us. Or that there are many roads that lead to God, and you just need to find the one that works for you. Or this one. That evil is produced by our environment. And so if we can just fix our environment, we can reduce or eliminate evil. Or this one, that the Bible is merely a collection of people's thoughts about God, but not really the word of God. And unfortunately, there are far too many who call themselves Christians who have bought into these lies. That's why we're Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church. We're most known as being a Bible-teaching church. But I want you to know that before we're a Bible-teaching church, we are a Christ-centered church. And that's important. And I'll tell you why it's important. The reason it's important is that people who know the Bible and who do not know Christ are dangerous. People who know the Bible but don't know Christ are dangerous. Satan knew the Bible. He used it in two out of the three temptations. The Pharisees, they knew the Bible. In fact, they had to, in order to be a Pharisee, they had to memorize most of the Old Testament. So they could recite it verse after verse. They knew God's word, but they didn't know Jesus. Jesus himself said so. Jesus said, you search the scripture because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. 
See, the Pharisees knew the Bible, but they didn't know Jesus. And because they didn't know Jesus, I'm talking about the real Jesus, they hated him. And they were one of the groups that actively participated in putting him on a cross. And they justified putting an innocent man on the cross by twisting Scripture. People who know Scripture and who do not know Christ are dangerous. That's why we are a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church. Christ comes first. It's really all about Christ. So what does our church family, Church of the Highlands, believe about the Bible? Well, what we believe is articulated in statement, our Article 1 of our Statement of Faith. That's available on our church website at www.highlands.us. Regarding that, our Statement of Faith reads thus. We believe that the entire Bible is the inspired Word of God, and that men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the very words of Scripture. The Bible is therefore without error in its original manuscripts. God has supernaturally preserved the Bible, and it is the sole and final authority for faith and life, providing encouragement, guidance, comfort, and instruction for training in righteousness. Now, for us to understand that, it's important we look at each of the parts of it individually. We believe that the entire Bible is the inspired Word of God. The word entire there is a reference to the original canon of Scripture, the 66 books that were identified in the early church. And that word entire also means that we don't pick and choose our favorite parts of the Bible and discount the rest as though they were not the Word of God or lesser of the Word of God. There are a lot of people who like certain parts of the Bible and they don't like other parts of the Bible. There are parts that are very confrontational. But we believe that the entire Bible is the Word of God. We don't just pick and choose what we like. We want to hear what God has to say, even if we may not like what he has to say. We believe that the entire Bible is the inspired word of God. Now, the word I'm focusing on now is the word inspired because different people have different ideas about inspiration. You can walk outside, look up in the sky, see how magnificent it is, and you can be inspired to write something about God. Now, you might be inspired, but what you write is not. So what then do we mean when we use the word inspired? Well, it's clarified in the words that follow. He says, that, and that men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the very words of Scripture. We believe that the very words of Scripture are the very words of God. Now, why do we believe this? Well, one of the reasons that we believe this is because Jesus believed this. So then how do we know that Jesus believed this? You know, there's a fascinating passage found in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, which illustrates that Jesus really believed that the very words of Scripture were inspired by God. This is what Jesus says. And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. So Jesus 
purpose here is to show them the Bible really teaches life after death, that it is the Word of God, and he quotes from the Bible, the Old Testament, in answer to their inquiry. So how then does this passage teach life after death? Good question. I'm glad you asked. The answer is in one word, and the word is am. I am. You see, when God spoke to Moses at the burning bush, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had already been dead for 400 years. And if at death there was no resurrection, no life thereafter, that means they would have ceased to exist according to the Sadducees. And if they had ceased to exist, then God should have said, I was, past tense, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, today we've begun our look at Genesis, and to do Genesis properly, we first need to clarify that the Word of God is indeed the Word of God. We're going to find, as Pastor Layton mentioned, that there are times when Scripture will go diametrically opposed to what culture demands we agree is truth. And we have to stand fast with the Word of God and not an ever-shifting, ever-changing culture. More information can be found on our website, highlands.us. Visit us, pay us a visit, and let us know you're there, highlands.us. Tomorrow, more on the inerrancy of Scripture on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.